1: College football fans, welcome into the sports objective tonight, featuring my partner, Jay Sunhalter of ESPN and also a former pirate great tight end. Jay, how you doing tonight, man?
0: I'm good. I'm showing my face for a second.
1: Show it, baby. Show Listen, it. Listen, I don't it. want
0: you to tell everybody my picks because my ticks, my picks have been terrible. So
1: hey, these things happen. It's a new week, right? Every this- every week presents a new opportunity.
0: Well, I better be better or else I'm going to fire myself. So,
1: <laughs> Well, uh, you know, Jay, just like that, we're getting towards the middle of the season. You know, it's amazing how fast it goes. The weather's changing. You know, our our Pirates have a bye week this week, which I think is much needed. I think it's much needed for the team. I need it, too, because after watching that product on the field last week, I need a little bye week, too i'm not yeah. gonna
0: you. yeah i mean i'll, I'll tell you what's tough right now and, and hopefully the the bye week gets everybody rested and then also you know come out come out here uh against smu about a week and a half and uh with a you know just a better better overall everything so you know i know i know everybody's it's it's tough start right now but people are people are hopeful for uh for the second half of the year to be even better
1: no doubt about it and you know um you know, it's the the picks are up on the screen, Jay. I'll tell you, I'll be very honest. Um, I've been doing better the last two weeks, and I, and I think he, here's what I've discovered. All right, um, just kind of like when you're at the office, and there's like the random woman who picks the March Madness bracket and wins, like. And listen, this is women make incredible picks too, but there's always that one who doesn't know co- college basketball and picks based on the, on the uniforms and wins it. Um, <laughs> I guess what I'm saying here is the less research I do, the less data that I look into, I just kind of pick based on a feel I'm doing better like that. I'm doing much better. So I think I might stick with that this week instead of doing all the research. What do you think?
0: Well, you're be, you're doing great and you're being humble. I'm sure you're uh, I'm sure you're doing much uh, much more research than me. I, maybe I should stop doing everything. I don't know because I'm I'm a little disappointed in myself. Last year I was about 500. This year I'm trending trending well below that, so I need to get my act together. Well, Bubba Rosenbaum was talking trash about you
1: before the show and your picks. So. I probably deserve it. Yeah, he he was kind of harsh. I'm not gonna lie. But uh, I mean,
0: I'll take my medicine. But as soon as I start <laughs> winning, or if I start winning, probably shouldn't say win. if I start winning, then then you won't get the microphone away from me.
1: Listen, you started slow last year too, but you picked it up as the season went on. So you got so, better in the second half of the season. So I'm expecting big things. It starts this week. Um, you know, speaking of of Bubba, I wanna thank Bubba and Dave Richmond tonight helping to uh, produce the show. Um, we wanted to do this show, since it's a bye week, we wanted to do it at a different time slot tonight at 9 o'clock. So I appreciate all you guys chiming in. And, Jay, I know your life is very hectic, man. You're working for ESPN. You're traveling all over the southeast. You're calling college games. You're calling top high school games. Um, so I appreciate you too fitting this in. But uh, how's your week shaping up this week?
0: Uh, it's good. Yeah. Just, uh, just my normal work schedule on the high school, Friday college Saturday, but I love, uh, I love football season. There's no better time than now. Right. So I appreciate it. My dog.
1: Absolutely, man. And, you know, um, you know, looking forward to a good show tonight. Uh, last week was actually our, our, um, most listened to show yet, Jay, in two years on, uh, different, um, Podcast outlets like Amazon and SoundCloud did really well on those platforms. So uh, hoping to build on that momentum tonight and uh, appreciate that. And here's our first comment up on the screen, Shell Powell. What's up, Shell? How are you, man? From the Queen City. Looking forward to uh, Shell. Th- please chime in tonight in the comment section with your with your picks. You know, we, we definitely want to make this uh, interactive and uh, and hear from from all the different pirate fans out there about the games we're going to preview. So I guess with-
0: I need to do some crazy shit to get some more ratings in. Huh?
1: Oh, yeah, Hey man, <laughs> you got to mix it up. You got to mix it up, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> glad you're doing well, Shell. Thanks for, uh, for listening. And, uh, you know, Jay, I wanted to kind of start it off. Actually, we have a question. I see, I see Shell has a question go ahead and uh, answer that and then we'll and then we'll get started on this week when it when it pops up we'll, we'll wait for that to pop up but um while we're waiting Jay um just wanted to get your thoughts now that we're five weeks or so into the season you know you're starting to get a good feel for who the best teams in the country are and I think this year I think more than previous years you don't have that those few teams that are really jumping out as like a surefire, national champion team um, and actually let me see this this comment really quick. my dad and daughters are UGA grads. Jay, what do you think of the dogs?
0: I mean honestly I, I think they're probably in the driver's seat to win it again because I think there's I think this is a wide open year uh, show. I think that there's probably realistically eight to ten teams that feel like they have a chance to win it and it's not just the SEC. I but I think Georgia, with their experience in the playoff, with their coaching, their easy schedule to a degree. Um, once they get in a playoff situation, their defense is lights out, and I think they're going to have as good a shot as anybody to win it again. If I was a Georgia fan, I'd feel confident.
1: Yeah, I'll tell you, man. Just seeing what I saw from Brock Bowers last week in the second half of the Auburn game—that he he's Jay, I mean, you're a former tight end, so you could speak to this very well. In my opinion, he's the best tight end in the country. He's a surefire top 20 pick in the NFL. I see him as a 10-year starter in the league. He's going to be an all-pro player. That dude is a man amongst boys. He, was, he wasn't he was healthy, uh, fully healthy at the start of the season, but you saw last week in crunch time um, down at Auburn, Um, in a tight situation. They just targeted him. He made every catch, and the secondary from Auburn specifically avoided tackling him. They didn't want any part of Brock Bowers, Jay.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best tight end prospect here in in a decade. Um, He's amazing, and he's a tight end, but he can play wide receiver. You can move him around in the formation, and, I mean, he's been doing it since he's a true freshman. So he's – I mean, in most drafts, he'd probably be top five. But this is going to be one of the best drafts in a long time coming up with all the quarterback talent. Marvin Harrison Jr., um, the couple offensive linemen that are elite. So I don't know where he's gonna go. I'd probably say he's still gonna to go top ten, but in a normal draft, he I mean, he might be the best player in the country right now. That doesn't mean he'll go number one, but he he would normally go probably top five. Um, but this year's so deep, we'll see.
1: You know what? I think you're right, and you never hear listen, you're one in a million shot. You're going to have a tight end in that room for the Heisman trophy ceremony. But if you really want to get into who's the best pure player in the country, he's definitely in the conversation. I mean, he, he, he is a, he, he's an incredible player. So I agree with you on that, Jay, but um, this is a perfect segue into what I wanted to discuss because I wanted to get your thoughts on who, you know, right now, who, who would be the top four teams in the country and, You know, I'll kind of tell you what I have. And, you know, I wanted to get your thoughts too. But you you have to, right now, you have to keep Georgia at number one. They haven't always been as impressive this year as they've been in years past. But I just have a feeling when it's crunch time and the game's on the line, good luck beating Georgia. So I still have them at number one. Um, I have Michigan at number two, I have Texas at number three. And where it gets tough for me is that number four spot. I have three teams. Um, I think Penn State, Ohio State, and Florida State could all make the case for that for that number four spot. I actually think Penn State, when it's all said and done, might be the best of those three teams. I think they're loaded this year, and I know you like them too, Jay. So as of right now, that's what I would go with. You know, Michigan is holding opponents to under seven points a game through five games. They're, I mean, that defense is lights out, so – what are your thoughts on that, Jay? What do, you, what do you see right now with the top four?
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's wide open. I think it's going to change the whole year. I think Georgia and Michigan should be one and two. I mm-hmm. trust them the most. Um, they've got so much talent or experience. I mean, Michigan's got talent, and Michigan's going to have 15 to 20 guys drafted this year, which is wild. Georgia's you know a lot of new faces, but they've got veterans, but I mean, all those guys are gonna be in the NFL. those are the two teams I trust the most. I mean Texas, you know obviously had a big win against Alabama and then beat up Kansas this week. Um, they probably deserve to be three. I think that number four spot's wide open. um I'm not a, uh, you know I, I'm a believer more in Penn State than I am in Florida State or Ohio State. um so that would probably be my top four right there.
1: Yeah, we we I think both of us definitely agree, like since the start of the season that Penn State is loaded and they're kind of flying under the radar. I mean, they're sitting at like number six in the AP poll. So how do you say they're flying under the radar? But not a lot of people are talking about them and they're going to have opportunities. Um, I want to say they have Michigan uh, in Happy Valley and then they're at Ohio State. So I think the key is they have to win one of those games and then run the table. If they can win one of those games and run the table, I think they're going to be in the playoff. So, um, but we shall see. And then don't sleep on Washington because they're playing some serious football this year, and they're going to be an interesting team to watch too, Jay. But, um, Jay, before we get started on this week's picks, and we have a number of good games, wanted to take a quick look back at last week, just really quick. Um, did you have a chance to watch the Notre Dame-Duke game?
0: Uh, I saw the end of it. Yeah, it was amazing.
1: Yeah, you were working. I know you were probably calling a game at, at that time. Um, how about the job that, that Elko is doing at Duke, Jay? I mean, you got to give credit where credit's due. I mean, this dude is uh, yeah. he's doing incredible.
0: I've heard people just say how amazing he is. I actually haven't met him. but I've heard great things about him. And obviously, you know, the proof is in the team. It's amazing what he's done. He is He uh, is big time and for him to do what he's doing at Duke and turning that program into what it is, is amazing.
1: No (laughs) doubt. Very impressive. Um, Duke actually was, was in a great position to win that game. You got to give credit to Notre Dame um, making the big plays down the stretch and um, busting off a big run with about 30 seconds left to pull it out. But, uh, really quick going back to the, to the comments we have Kyle from LaGrange Barbara. We were talking about tight ends. Who are the best players? Kyle says smacker miles is the best tight end in the country. Um, you know, I, I, I think I might agree with that one. I, I think I might agree with smacker miles, Kyle. So good call on that one. Um, and then, Uh, Jay, that might be an inside joke, by the way, if you didn't get that one.
0: No, I know. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But uh, (laughs) and then so Shell, Shell Powell mentioned uh, Sam Hartman pulled a Superman was a class act. He definitely was. He waited for uh, the quarterback for Duke. Riley Leonard was hurt on one of the last plays of the game. He waited for him to come out of the tent. Um, Absolutely. That's a good point. Hartman. You know, definitely a class act, and, um, you know, he's playing great. I want to see Notre Dame unleash him a little bit more this week when they play Louisville, Jay. I want to see him maybe, you know, they've been leaning so heavy on that ground game. I want to see more Hartman. I think that's more uh, – a better uh, a better potion for Notre Dame this year. But, um, Jay, let's go ahead and get into it. Let's look at the first game if we can get that one up on the screen and uh hey i think this is the bigger the biggest game of the week down on the red river it's a shootout jay texas against oklahoma it's the longhorns number three in the country two five and oh teams jay and it's the longhorns minus six and a half what do you think here
0: well i'll tell you what i think oklahoma is obviously way better than last year um Th- their defense seems to be much improved, and last year was kind of a debacle for them. I think they are real, and I think Texas is real. I think these are two teams that are, um, you know, both both legit and obviously undefeated. So they've improved on the field. I think this game's going to be close. I think Oklahoma's is going to be able to cover in this one, though. I just think in a rivalry game where both teams are that good, I think six and a half is a lot. I, I think that Oklahoma covers.
1: Yeah, I. This is. I was surprised the spread was as high as it was, and you make a great point. Oklahoma is playing defense this year, which is very different for them. Um, you know, rivalry game. I, you know, personally, I coming into this year, I was not big on Texas. They kind of had to show me what they were all about, but this team is playing great football right now. Obviously, the win over Alabama, they blow out Baylor last week they just blow out Kansas in the second half. This is a good football team. Um, you know I, I'm very high on them. So even though it's a rivalry game and anything can happen, I can see Oklahoma winning. I'm gonna stick with with I'm gonna ride the Longhorns right now. I'm gonna take Texas minus the six and a half to get it done. Um, so I'm just I'm staying with the hot hand, Jay staying with the hot hand and there you go. Kyle Barber. Uh, give me OU in the points, Texas wins, but by three, that's, I could totally see that too. I think that's a, a a totally legit pick. Um, and we have, we, Jay, we have an ECU question. I'll kind of throw this one over to you from Emmanuel. Uh, appreciate you tuning in Emmanuel. Um, I want to know how many wins you guys think ECU will have on the board. Um, I I think what, what Emmanuel is asking is like for the entire season, you know, how many wins will we have, Jay? And you want to you take a guess on that one?
0: I mean, I'll tell you what. I, I just think this league is wide open. And I think, you know, right now ECU, um, you know, obviously isn't playing well right now. I think the bye week is coming at a perfect time. But, I mean, Emmanuel and, and Matt, I think that this league, it's not like it's the, you know, it's the uh, SEC or the AFC East. Like, it, it is tough. But if we get things together, there isn't a team on that schedule that we can't that we can't beat. I mean, we could beat anybody. There's no there's nobody that that is that tough. But if we don't get things fixed, every team is capable of beating us. So, I mean, I think it's t- TBD. I mean, honestly, I, I think it's totally going to depend on our improvement and consistency throughout the year. Because, I mean, I think the ceiling and the floor is you know we we could win every game, or I think you know. If we don't improve, then it's going to be tough to win. So that that's my honest opinion.
1: Well said, Jay. I, I agree. I mean, you, you look at the schedule and you, you definitely feel like you have a chance to win every game. But, again, its I, I just haven't seen it yet from this team, especially offensively. It's just been such a struggle every week, just such an uphill battle. So if I had to answer that question, I would say – the ceiling for this team, the absolute ceiling could be five at the, at best. Um, I think we'll get at least three or four. I think Kyle echoes that too. Kyle said three or four. I think that's, that's where we're going to wind up. And uh, I hate to say it, but right now, you know, you have to be, you have to be realistic and that's what I see. And uh shell Powell, shell has Texas also. So, Uh, shell shells rolling with the longhorns. Um, all right, what do we have next, fellas? Um, we have looking at our second game of the week, we have Kentucky going into Athens, Georgia, number 20, Kentucky, playing the number one team in the country at seven o'clock on ESPN, and it's the Bulldogs minus 14 and a half. Jay,
0: well, I'll tell you what, uh, another game here where you know, Georgia. At home, you figure that, hey, listen, they should be able to do this at the national champs two times. This Kentucky team's good. I, I think Kentucky is a-, a real test. I think they are competition. And, you know, I think Georgia is good and right now should be number one and probably, you know, the the, the uh, leader to win the national championship. But I, I think Kentucky can cover this. I'm going to say they cover the 14 and a half. Again, that's a big number. I think Kentucky can cover and I think they will.
1: It's a nice pick, Jay. It's a nice pick. And I, I, I need to say this low because my wife is a Florida Gator. And uh, last week was a rough, rough week around the house, Jay. It was a rough week because Kentucky took the Gators out back behind the woodshed and spanked them. And uh, so it was a rough week in his house. Very impressed with Kentucky. This is now a team that's been good for a number of years. I mean, what a program that they have going all of a sudden in Kentucky Um, Georgia, you know, defensively, unbelievably offensively, they struggled a little bit for three quarters against Auburn last week. So I do think Georgia is going to get the win, but I think this game is going to go down to the wire. And I think Kentucky is going to definitely cover the 14 and a half. So I think, again, Georgia wins, but, uh, sorry, shell brother. Um, I, I got to take Kentucky plus the 14 and a half. And uh, Robert Dedrick uh, says Kentucky covers. So uh, a lot of people are uh, on Kentucky in this one. So nice, nice pick there, Jay. I'm, I'm going to agree with you. Um, but again, Jay, what do you think about the Kentucky program? It's just unbelievable how they've been able to turn it around in the last five or six years, right?
0: Well, I just think their coach is amazing. I mean, I think Mark Stoops is the real deal. I, I love – I love when coaches, you know, stay at one place for a long time. They don't job hop. And, you know, I think, I think he's the real deal because Kentucky's not a natural football power. It's a basketball school. <laughs> so for them to win, right. they've got a good one.
1: The state of Kentucky this year is representing, you know, in college football. You have two undefeated teams, right, between Louisville and, uh, and the University of Kentucky. So uh, a lot of good football in that state so far this year. And uh, we'll see if they can keep it going this week. So um, let's go ahead and go to the next game if we can. And wow, it seems like we've had Notre Dame every week this year, Jay. Um, Notre Dame, number 10 in the country at number 25, Louisville. It's a 730 game. It's the Irish minus seven, Uh, Louisville coming off of a emotional win at NC State last week. Jay, what are your thoughts here?
0: I mean, I I just think like Notre Dame has had – this is going to be the third big night game. And, Matt, you know how tough it is. Night games, consecutive, back-to-back-to-back, and this is the second one on the road. Um, A lot of factors here. Louisville's a really good team. But, I mean, it's hard to be up three weeks in a row. Uh, I think think Louisville's going to cover. I mean, they might win this but I think Louisville is going to cover again, seven points on the road is a big number. So I, I think, I think Louisville is going to cover this.
1: Interesting. That's uh that is a uh, interesting pick. And you know, that place is going to be wild. Seven 30 night game hosting Notre Dame. You know, it's amazing when you're Notre Dame, you have to bring it every single week because you're getting everybody's best shot. And, You know, Duke was so amped up for that game last week. They did a tremendous job. Um, Notre Dame, all right, what I want to see from them this week, because I think, you know, going back to Ohio State and then Duke, they're so heavy on that ground game. You just went out of your way to bring in a dynamic quarterback. I want to see him throw the ball more. I want to see a little more high-octane offense from them. Um, But I think all the talent is there for Notre Dame. Um, Very impressed with Louisville Louisville too but I'm going to stay Again I'm staying with the hot hand I'm going to go fighting Irish to go Into Louisville and get it done Irish minus seven Jay And we have a comment From Shell if Sam Hartman puts in That puts on that Superman Cape Notre Dame Wins but I bet Louisville covers I could totally see that Shell Um, I struggled with This pick a lot You know so I could see that too and we have a comment from Johnny Robertson. Um, if you guys have seen Johnny Robertson on this show, he he does a uh, an awesome job at at bringing in some stats that and some points that uh, a lot of people don't realize, and uh, so we appreciate that. And Johnny tonight, Louisville strength is running the ball, and Notre Dame excels at stopping the run. Interesting point. That is very true um so you have a little stalemate there jay and um kenneth Mayner. what's up kenneth um i think the best team i've seen has a bye week penn state to me has been the most impressive kenneth i don't know if you caught the first you know about five ten minutes ago jay and i were talking about penn state and we uh we as of right now we both kind of see them as the number possibly the number four team in the country with a chance to crack the uh the playoff this year so Um, definitely a a good pick there. So appreciate all those comments. Keep them coming. Uh, we'll get them up on the screen, but, uh, all right. What do we have next guys? Dave Richmond producing tonight. Appreciate you, Dave. We have, uh, all right, Jay. We have number 23 LSU at number 21, Missouri. This is a noon game on ESPN and it's LSU minus six and a half. What do you think on this one, Jay?
0: I'll go with LSU. Anytime you lose, unless it's a disaster, and I don't imagine LSU is a disaster. Anytime you lose, you're going to come back swinging. Missouri's undefeated. Uh, they still have a lot to prove. Even though it's at Missouri, I'm going to say the tie, LSU comes in and, and covers this and wins by seven or more.
1: Ooh, okay. Interesting. Interesting, man. I'm going to give you a key stat, Jay, all right? So, Missouri averages 304 passing yards per game. That's number 15 in the country. All right. LSU secondary, I have in my notes they're trash. I wouldn't maybe I wouldn't go that far. I might be a little strong, but their secondary is number 117 in the country in passing yards. So you have a situation where Missouri throws the ball really well. And LSU cannot defend the pass. So I expect Missouri to score a lot of points here. Um, Missouri's a hot team, and I don't know what to make of LSU right now. So I like the fact that it's it's in Mizzou. I think they stay hot. I'm going with the Tigers uh, plus six and a half. I think they might win this thing outright, Jay. I wouldn't hesitate to take a money line. Uh, I like the Tigers here. What do you think about that?
0: Well, I mean, I don't really have any shit to talk because you've got a better record than me, so probably a good pick.
1: <laughs> Jay, I like you're fired up tonight, man. I can tell you're uh, <laughs> I can tell you had a long day. Just talking
0: locker know. room talk.
1: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like it. I like it. Um any comments we have on that game, I'm happy to to throw them up on on the screen, but uh Another another tough – these games are tough. The, all these games are tough, Jay. Um, we have Shell with a comment. Shell says the Tigers may win it outright. And um, I'm kind of cheering for the Tigers, Shell, be, uh, the Missouri Tigers, um, because of the fact that our former – Defensive coordinator uh, Coach Blackwell is down there now in Missouri, so kind of cheering for him and to continue doing good things. So uh, roll, Mizzou, roll, Mizzou. All right, what do we have next, guys? Ah, wow, interest, interesting game here, Jay. Jay, you want me to take this one first? Because again, I don't want people to accuse me of copying your picks.
0: Um, I mean, sure. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Cause that's what Bubba
1: said last time again. So, uh, you know, we don't want that to happen. So Marshall, the thundering herd at NC state, Jay, um, we have the wolf pack by six who, this is a tough one. This is a very tough one. Um, I was impressed with NC state's defense last week against Louisville. I thought they came out in that game. They were ready to go. Um, They played outstanding in the first half. Louisville was able to escape uh, Carter Finley with a win. Um, Fortunately, I'm always happy when NC State loses. Um, I think it's a big bounce back week for NC State. Um, They're at home. They're very good against the run. NC State is a top defense against the run in the country. They only give up, uh, let's see, according to my notes here, 96 rushing yards per game. So I think they're going to give Marshall a really hard time um, because what Marshall wants to do is establish the run and then go play action off of that. So I think this is going to be – even though I think Marshall's a well-coached team, they're getting better as the season goes on, I think this is a tough matchup for them. So I hate to do it, but I'm going to go Wolf Puppies minus six, Jay.
0: Yeah, I mean, like, listen, I'm rooting for Marshall. I hope I'm wrong on this pick. This is the only one I hope I'm wrong. I, I do think, though, this is a bounce-back game for NC State. They're switching quarterbacks um, to MJ Morris. I'm going to go with the Wolf Pack. I, I, hope, I hope we're both wrong, though. Go, Marshall.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, Marshall quietly putting together a great year, Jay. I mean, you go back to the Marshall-East Carolina game where – East Carolina, um, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I want to say the game was tied early in the fourth quarter. We have the ball in plus territory and come up with nothing, come up empty. And, you know, we had a chance to win that game. I feel like we, we could have put it away at that point and we didn't. But nonetheless, here's Marshall, uh, undefeated, having a great year with a chance to play NC State on, on Saturday. Um, and, uh, all right, what do we have next, D. Rich? Oh, this is this is a good one, Jay. Um, Washington State, number 13 Washington State Cougs at UCLA. It's a 3 o'clock game. And it is Bruins by three And, a half. and we'll start this, this one off with a comment by Johnny Robertson. State has outscored opponents 112 to 33 in the first half but are only plus two in the second half, 71-69. to Very interesting stat. I told you, Johnny comes up with some unbelievable stats. Appreciate that one. That's another good one. Jay, what do you think here?
0: Well, I I just think that, you know, obviously this is two Pac-12 teams that are both good. I think that um, in this one, UCLA at home is going to be the edge. I mean, three and a half (laughs) – that's a tight number. I'm going to go with the Bruins to win. It might be like a 21-17 game, but I'm going to go with UCLA.
1: Interesting pick, man. I was a little surprised when I saw this line that Bruins by three and a half and, um, you know, essentially a pick em game with UCLA getting the edge because of the, they're the home team. Um, Washington State's a team that's really impressed me this year. You know, they have some really good wins. If you look at them, really outstanding win over Oregon State, who just beat up on Utah last week. Um, They also have a win over Wisconsin. Um, High-octane offense, they're number six in the country in total offense. Conversely, UCLA is number eight in total defense. Um, And they get after the quarterback. They average about three and a half sacks per game. So – you have an outstanding offense versus a really good defense here. Um, I just think, even though it's on the road for Washington State, I think their ability to score points, I think eventually they'll separate from UCLA. And I'm going, I'm going to take the Cougs um, and I'm going to take a money line, Jay. How about that?
0: There you go. I'm
1: feeling bold on this one. I like it. I'm, fe- I'm feeling bold. Um, so we disagree on that one, but Hey, one of us will be right. So, <laughs> there you okay. go. um, but you know, you look at Johnny, Johnny's stat that he brought up there where they're such a dominant team in the first half, but they struggle in the second half. I mean, what do you attribute, attribute that to Jay? I mean, is it, you know, you, the first thing I look at is conditioning, you know, your team's getting worn down a little bit. Maybe teams are making better adjustments at halftime. Um, you know, what do you think about that?
0: Well, I just think it could be anything. Yeah, I mean, it could be conditioning. It could be uh, adjustments, coaching. I mean, c- it could be a mixture of factors. The teams they played. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I- I'm not sure, but it, though, those are usually the factors that, that come into play.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, they're going to need to play a complete game to win, Um, and I guess that game's being played in the Rose Bowl. So uh, that'll be a fun one to watch at 3 p.m. All right, what do we have next, guys? We have, uh, let's see, Alabama, number 11 Alabama at Texas A&M. This is a 3.30 game on CBS, and it's the Crimson Tide, minus 2.5, Jay.
0: Oh, this one's going to be a big one. I think A&M could win this. Um, is this the year, though, that A&M can maybe – the SEC West is wide open. Is this the year that maybe they take a step forward and they get something done, or is it just the same old A&M team? Um, you know what? I, I'm down right now. I'm going to come out swinging. I'm going to go with an upset and say A&M does it. But um, I, I, I don't feel confident. <laughs> but I'll go yeah. out on a limb, though.
1: You know, honestly, man, I think it's a great pick. I mean, I could see this one one going either way. You have the 12th man at at Texas A&M. You know they're going to be ready to go. We have another stat here. Let's see, uh, or another point from Johnny. Let's see. Alabama has won nine of their last ten against A&M by an average of 18.1 points per game. The Aggies are rated the fourth most efficient passing team, according to pro football focus, but Bama is rated number one in pass coverage. So um, very interesting stat there. Alabama, clearly the dominant team in this series. I want to say the last time they lost was when Manziel was at A&M. Um, and, you know, uh, what was that? Six or seven years ago now, maybe longer. Um all right, so Jay, you're going with the you're going with the Aggies. I am. All right. Um, and I'm not just doing this to to disagree with you, because I easily could have taken Texas AM. I I just because of that dominance in the series and Saban, I feel like that team's getting better. Uh, I'm just gonna roll with the Crimson Tide. Honestly, I don't have a great feel for that game. Uh, I am on a confidence level of one to 10. I'm on like a three, but I'm just going to go with Nick Saban and Alabama to get it done. So uh, we shall see. Have a comment here from Johnny Gardner. What's up, Johnny? Um, Johnny wants to throw in a couple of FCS games as a bonus. I like it. So we have William and Mary um, at UVA and then Central against Elon. Casual fan needs to wake up when it comes to Chip Heater and Barton Bulldogs. Jay, can you uh, can you interpret that last part for me?
0: Let me see here. What about Barton? Yeah. Oh, well, Chip 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 Hester is the Barton coach.
1: Okay. okay. I guess he's
0: throwing in some games, some I'm other not... games.
1: Gotcha. I wasn't familiar with that, with that name. Um, So Johnny's giving a shout out to Chip Hester. Um, What do you think of these games right here? I mean, so William and Mary. And just so we just so for the for the listeners, Barton College is in Wilson, North Carolina. I didn't know that. Uh, Did not know that. So Um, but William and Mary UVA. Any thoughts on these games, Jay?
0: No thoughts. <laughs> I'm sure they're going to be good games. <laughs> well, I'll tell
1: you, UVA better beat William & Mary. They, they better win that game because that's a team that's really struggling right now. Um, I know, actually, I'm friends with quite a few uh, UVA alumni, and they are not happy at all with the start to this season, very similar to us at uh, East Carolina. Um, so if you're UVA, you better take care of business and, and beat William and Mary, um, to get that W. So those are my thoughts there. Sorry, Johnny, I'm not too well-versed on, 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 uh, on those teams, but I appreciate that. Um, Jay, any final thoughts here as we, uh, as we wrap this one up?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I just think, uh, I think this year more than probably, any here in the past five to 10 years is wide open. I just think there's so many teams that truly have a chance to win the national championship. And I think the way things look right now, it's going to look completely different in about a month. So I think, uh, I think it's going to be a fun season. I can't wait for this weekend's games and you know, for ECU, this buy is probably needed right now just to reset regroup and then hopefully get things turned around.
1: Jay. Looking at ECU as we always do to, when we wrap up the show, we take, we spend a few minutes on ECU. Do you think that the position they're in right now going into the bye week I mean, do you think that they can, you know, just change up the approach offensively? How much do you think they can tweak? Because SMU is coming in here with a high octane offense. We're going to need to score a lot of points to stay in that game. I suspect, I mean, what types of tweaks, I mean, do, do you want to see moving forward to, you know from this team?
0: Well, I mean, I'll tell you, I just think overall, and I truly mean this, it's not just one thing or one player or one position or whatever. I think there's got to be wholesale improvement from the players, you know, coaches, you know, whether that's <laughs> play calling, new guys playing, improvement in players, uh, changing things up, whatever and anything and everything needs to be addressed because um, you know th- there's obviously lots of areas of improvement. So um, I-, I just think it's it's wholesale offense, defense, and special teams. And-, and if you improve a little bit in one area, that doesn't mean you know we're going to definitely win. It- everybody has to improve, and uh, all three phases you know need to get better. Um, I-, I think you know I think the one thing is. This schedule, other than you know the Rice game and the Gardner Webb, obviously has been pretty tough, and it's shown us we we need to get better. And you know those teams those teams beat us, but uh, you know we have faced a pretty good schedule here. But now conference play comes up, and these are all going to be close ball games. We've got to get better though, and like now is the time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I think what really bothered
1: me about that Rice game last week was that I felt like East Carolina had more talent on the field than Rice. I, I really do. I, I felt like we had more talent on the field, um, but talent doesn't always equate to wins. And I'm not saying we're some ultra talented team this year, but I do think we should have won that game. And it's unfortunate because you have a situation where your defense played lights out for most of that for, for most of the night. and the offense just couldn't do enough in the red zone, um, you know, couldn't score enough points to, to, to come away with that win. That's a tough one. That I'm sure that was a tough one for the staff. I'm sure it was a tough one for the players. But, um, listen, you know, the only thing you can do is keep working every day. Um, hopefully they can make some adjustments and we'll see what happens next time. But, um, you know, we have a, a, a comment from Emmanuel. uh South Florida at the head of the AAC. Sad. South Florida, man, Jay. I mean, they're they're playing some good football right now.
0: Byron Brown, their quarterbacks from the Raleigh area, and I, I know him. He's a great kid, and uh, I'm pulling for him. Yeah, yeah, they're they're playing well right now. They've they're uh, got that program turned around and and uh, doing things doing things well so far this season.
1: They really are. Um, you know, it's, it's I mean, they beat up on Rice pretty good in the fourth quarter two weeks ago. So, uh, that that's definitely a program that seems to be trending back in the right direction. And then have a question for you, Jay, from Shell, if we can pop that one up on the screen. Um, Jay, who do you have as your top three quarterbacks next year in the NFL draft?
0: Um, I'll tell you what, th- this is going to be a shock to some people. He won't go number one probably, but I think Drake may – is the real deal. Caleb Williams will go one. Drake May will go two. If if Shador comes out, Shador Sanders, he'll probably go three. But if he stays, because I know Dion wants him to stay, I think Michael Penix will will be the third pick. Will be the third quarterback. But I, I honestly think it may be one, two, and three in the draft. I, I don't think I think teams will either trade up or whoever's there will pick quarterbacks. That's this quarterback class is gonna be the best in a long time. So uh I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be Caleb Drake and then Michael Penix from Washington.
1: Interesting, very interesting. I think those are really good picks. Um what looking at Shador, I mean, I am my I'm thinking he's gonna stay at least at least another year to help his dad get that program. Um you know, on the right path. It's on the right path now, but in terms of um, just solidifying the foundation for Colorado, that's kind of what I'm looking at. What do you think about that?
0: Yeah, I don't think he's going to leave. I think he's going to stay because I think Dion's going to stay at least one more year. Travis Hunter has, he's a true sophomore and he can't transfer again or else he'd have to sit out. So I think they're going to stay one more year. And to help build up that program, so I think he's. I don't think he's going to come out this year, but I if he did come out, I think he'd be a top ten pick. But I think he's going to stay. That's that's where I. That's why I think Pinnick, Michael Pinnick, will be the third quarterback.
1: Pinnix is awesome. You don't. You know, he's another guy that's kind of off the radar because he's radar because he's way out in Washington. But that dude can play. He's athletic. He can throw it. Um, he could do it all. But um, yeah, Shadour. I'll tell you, he really impressed me last week. Um USC, I, it was like – I don't remember the exact score. It was like 45 to 14 at one point. And um, Colorado comes all the way back and uh, very impressed with their young talent. Um, so the future is bright there. Johnny Robertson, Quinn Ewers may a top three quarterback. That's very true. What do you think about Quinn, Jay?
0: Oh, I think he's legit. I just – i just think he's right there i mean i think that three and four guy three four and five are going to be interchangeable but quinn ewers is in the discussion riley leonard from duke i mean there's you know bo Nix at oregon i don't think he's going to be that high but he's going to be uh you know a top one or two round guy sam hartman um there's cam rising at utah i mean there's Jordan Travis from Florida State, and some of those guys are going to be higher up on the board than others. But I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's six to ten top two round quarterbacks in this draft.
1: Definitely a lot of talent, a lot of talent out there, Jay. Um, without question. Um, so I'm going to put you on a spot for one more question, one more question, Jay. Um, if you had to predict right now. Who's going to win the national championship this year?
0: Uh, I'll do I'll do a curveball here. I'll say Michigan.
1: All right. All right. I like it. That's a good pick. I don't know who the hell it's going to be. So that's my yeah, Who pick. do you have? I, I don't know. It, it, it's so tough. I mean, it's hard to pick against Georgia right now when push comes to shove. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I'll just – I'll go with the unoriginal pick and stay with the number one dogs for right now. Um, So anyway, we had a comment from Shell. Great show tonight, guys. Really enjoyed it. Hope you guys keep it going. As an alumni, go Pirates. Appreciate you guys playing for the Pirates. Thank you, Shell. Appreciate that very much. Um, So with that, Jay, I think we're going to call it a night. Put a bow on this one. Uh, Great job as always, man.
0: Great job, buddy. Had fun.
1: No doubt. Have a good call this week. And uh, thanks to everybody else for tuning in. Appreciate all the comments and questions and and the stats you provided. And uh, just want to encourage everybody to um, uh, check out our page on YouTube, the sports objective, Uh, like, and subscribe. Uh, You can follow us on just about any platform where you could find podcasts, Facebook, Twitter, uh amazon keep going i could name them all but uh appreciate everybody for tuning in and uh have a great week we'll catch up with you next time take care jay
0: thanks buddy